Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well, Mother of Jesus, if it isn't another episode of Sure It'll Be Grand. You're probably, maybe you've listened to us once, podcast about two Irish idiots. That's me, Owen, and my best bud, Dan. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back <laughs> with a boom. Regularly scheduled nonsense is here. We're going to talk about movies, and we're going to talk about a particular movie once again, and this week... Oh, this week, I'm super, I am super excited for this. All right, this week, no hand-holding, no kissing, no misdirected woo. We're doing face-off. And yes, that was a Simpsons quote. <laughs> yes. You are welcome. <laughs> also, I'd like to say, see how I let you do the intro? I was very respectful. I let you go right through the whole thing oh, there. Oh, Wow. You really? Yeah. You mean? Mm. All, I'm all not petty. It, mean, I'm not petty. All it took was <laughs> all it took was me complaining that you never let me finish my intro. Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. it took. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I long may it continue. Long may my reign no. of terror carry on across this. Podcast. It will not. It will not. <laughs> Just get off your hot air balloon. Oh no! I'm flying higher. I'm going further and further towards the sun until I eventually burn yes. up and crash to the earth. It seems like if you just kind of went halfway up, you could just kind of stay up and nope. not have to go. No, to, okay. no, hot as in my mind, hot air balloons can only go up. That's how they work. I mean, hmm. yep. There we go. <laughs> uh, this week we are talking about Face Off, which is yes, we are. probably, possibly, genuinely one of my favorite action movies of all time, and. Yeah. It's also the first chance we get to talk about John Woo on the podcast, which I've wanted to do for a while, because I really like John Woo movies. We should do one movie, John Woo. Like, watch more John we Woo should, movies. We I should think, dive into the John yeah. Woo universe. Do a John Woo month. There you go. I just coined, I think I might be the first person to coin the term the John Woo universe, and I, I'm, I would like to take this chance to trademark it somehow. So <laughs> that's mine. I'm <laughs> clipping that and putting it everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, is that you in part of the universe, or is it just Woo Dash Universe? Woo Dash Universe, I think. Yeah, okay. Because his name okay. is O O. Because then about Woo. Yeah, it would be the John Woo universe. Uh, anyway, anyway, moving swiftly <laughs> on. on. Yeah, moving swiftly on. Let's talk about Face Off. Let's get the factual facts out of the way. John Woo, director. I've said that already. <laughs> Written by Mike Werb. And Michael Collery, okay. Uh, Michael Collery, Mike Werb, you might know from other films he's written, such as The Mask in 1994. Yes. And he also wrote the story for Lara Croft Tomb Raider, uh, the Angelina Jolie one, the first one. You know, I mean, you know The Mask, like if, like, uh, look, Jim Carrey is great, don't get me wrong, but if they did The Mask a little bit more like the comics, like a little bit more dark or a little bit more manic and, Crazy, like Nicolas Cage would have been a great mask. Listen, man, Nicolas Cage is a would be a great anything. Right? Oh, we're at this start of conversation. I said this. Okay. I said, he just would be. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage is in this movie. Also, oh, oh, <laughs> wow. Also in this movie, John Travolta, Joan Allen, Gina 
Gershom, Alejandro Nivola, and there's a cameo from uh, Thomas Jane the Punisher in the middle of it there, there somewhere. It's not even a cameo. He appears in the no, few I mean, scenes. It's not, I think it's, he's just there. He's, he's, in he's the an movie. actor. Yeah, he's in the movie. He's not cameoing <laughs> as the Punisher or anything. Yeah. Just Tom- now, that would have been cool. Like, yeah. if that's the implications, like, oh my God, this is part it. of like, would, the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I think, I would, I think I'd actually really like to see John Woo make a Punisher movie as well. Yeah, but like John only Travolta if was, in a, was in the Punisher movie yeah. too. But only if they put all the money that they would make for the movie to build a time machine to make it in the nineties instead, because yeah, we don't want modern work day now. Punisher. Yeah, no, we want nineties. Like, there wouldn't even be a boat scene. No, I we mean, want, we want peak woo in the nineties yeah. making it. Music for this movie, the score was composed by John Powell, who okay, um, has done like a ton of animated movies like scores for really big animated movies he did um the road to el dorado chicken run shrek robots uh, a bunch of ice age movies the first two kung fu pandas how to drain your dragon one two and three the rio films those animated movies about the birds in uh brazil yeah like a lot of movies i'm like oh yeah those movies yeah but they're a lot they're <laughs> it, like ice age happy feet Kung Fu Panda, How to Train Your Dragon, Shrek. They're like, I would say, if you had a list of the top 10 highest grossing animated franchises of the last 20 or so years, they're all on it, surely. Yeah. Especially Happy Feet. Happy Feet was a big accomplishment with the music, especially, because of how the movie worked, you know? Yeah, big thing. Yeah, but so that's kind of, yeah, his his thing is kind of, he also did like The Bourne Identity and Agent Cody Banks. Love the Bourne movies. Really oh, like him. Uh, thought you were going to say you love Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> no. Well, I like no. I like Agent Cody Banks. It's so a, hmm. I'm, no, I'm, okay. I'm I'm on Frankie Muniz's team yeah. for Agent yeah. Cody Banks. No, I, I, I was never a kid Bourne. that had to have a constant feeling that they're <laughs> they were super powered and amazing. I didn't need that. Agent Cody Banks doesn't have superpowers. He's just a t- I, he's it, a t- he's like a preteen James Bond. Yeah, but also he's just American. like Artemis Fowl, an episode you will never hear on this podcast. Top of the morning, it's still on the <laughs> soundboard. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! All right, yeah. So let's round out. Let's finish it off. Music by John Powell, as I just said. Cinematography by Oliver Wood. Edited, edited, edited by Christian Wagner and Stephen Kempner. Produced by Paramount Pictures and Touchstone Pictures. Face Off came out June nineteen ninety seven. Yes, long time ago now. And Face Off, oh, seven years old. In 1997, was the 14th highest-grossing movie of the year worldwide. Oh, that's lower than I thought it'd be. Yeah, I I expected it to be higher. If you go just by America, it still wasn't even in the top ten. Oh, eleven. Okay. Now, having said that, worldwide it made like 250 million dollars. So for 1997 money, I had a budget of like 80 million. Oh, that's a good. It, did yeah, pretty, it was it was a success. Yeah. Face Off was a success, yeah. basically. Yeah. Do you know what the the number one highest grossing movie of nineteen ninety seven was? Home Alone or something, surely. No, it was Titanic. Titanic. Oh yeah, well, that makes yeah. sense. Titanic uh, was number stupid. one. Titanic was number one by a vast amount. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little by bit. By a huge margin, <laughs> ahead of number two, which was the Lost World, Jurassic Park. Yeah. It didn't just apparently shatter all like it, like records. it's not even close. We're looking at the numbers, like it's it's not even. It's not like hey, 
but who cares about uh, Titanic? It's all about Avatar now. Like, it's all about Avatar. Yeah, because Avatar is the yeah. best movie ever because money yeah. gross decides that. Um, I yeah, actually like it. Avatar, so I'm not going to say too much about it. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the, the, yeah, those, I guess, are the key factors that you need to know. A little bit about the plot off the top because we're doing this new thing where we're not just going to go off through the each. top, eh? Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we're doing this new. Th- we're doing this new thing where we're not just going to dive like through the plot piece by piece in the in the next section. Yeah. So the plot to give you the gist of it: obsessed with bringing terrorist Castro Troy to justice, FBI agent Sean Archer tracks down Troy, who has boarded a plane in Los Angeles. After the plane crashes and Troy is severely injured, possibly dead. Archer undergoes surgery to remove his face and replace it with Troy's. Are you still with me? As Archer tries to use his disguise to elicit information about a bomb from Troy's brother, Troy awakes from a coma and forces the doctor who performed the surgery to give him Archer's face. Dun, dun, dun. Face off, face switch, face swap, face slash off is our movie today. Let's go. What the hell is going on here? What the hell is going on here? Face Off is a masterpiece, okay? It's it's an anti-realist dream house. Honestly, look, throw away all sorts of artsy perspectives on things. It's just a really entertaining dream. And not even like, oh, it's so stupid, it's entertaining. No, it's really entertaining. It's lots of fun. It is. It's a lot of craziness. It's action-packed. Look, it's, it is. Movie. It's it's and that's our last it's, uh, point. That's, all we, that's, that's, it, that's our final thoughts <laughs> for this week. See you later. Yeah. No, it is. It's crazy. I mean, it's a crazy premise. It's yeah. it's it's nuts from start to finish. Yeah. But well, it's like, not stupid crazy. Yeah, but it's not. People think people just think the premise is dumb, so they think the movie's dumb, and they just think, look, I think a lot of people would say that Face Off is a bad movie that is fun to watch. I don't yeah, think it's don't a bad so. movie, even. It's, I mean, it's, it's okay. a good movie. All right, so here's the thing, right? The idea of um, two fictional characters swapping spaces is not a new thing. It's a well-tested thing. It goes back hundreds of years. It's it's a type of storytelling. It's it's really very good. Like, some positions, ideas. They just needed a modern way of explaining it without saying, oh, magic. And I'm okay with them Doing the science way. I mean, at the same time, I was complaining every two seconds watching yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's just oh, that's your brain. mean. That's just me. That's just your brain. <laughs> yeah. In particular, when it comes yeah. to any sort of sci-fi scientist yeah. stuff in a movie, you're always yeah. just like, oh, I, I can't help it. It's not even like yeah. a thing. Where, oh, I'm so smart. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like a gut reaction to just go. That's not how that works. <laughs> but yeah. face off, that is how it works. They they yeah. literally. It's not a. It's like it's not a just a vague notion of swapping lives they literally yeah. swap faces and have cosmetic yeah. surgeries performed to look exactly like each other so the actors yeah. just swap roles which is incredible yeah. now this was face off kind of came from so it was a spec script which is kind of yeah basically when writers will just you know they weren't hired to write this in particular the writers yeah. wrote it themselves and then tried to sell it to production companies so they sold it and the writers wrote this with Schwarzenegger and Stallone in mind for the lead roles. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's kind of who that they... That does make sense. Yeah, that's who they wanted, which yeah. at the time, I mean, it's the, it was written in, I think, 1990 or something. It, t- it was spent a yeah. while floating around production companies. So you can yeah. see it. They were the big 
Yeah, it was a huge thing because that's yeah, they were, they, it was always yeah, the competition were, between him. They and were the him. big, mad, tough box office action movie stars of that time. I, I so bet like, you Arnie would have been like the FBI agent because that's they did it so much with Arnie that this big Austrian accented fella, and they put him like as a cop in <laughs> in America. So it was just like, yeah, okay. I mean, fair play. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I can you see? Yeah. I I just I would love to see Arnie and Stallone get as crazy with it as Travolta and Cage did. I don't think they could have done it. They couldn't have done it, really. I think it would have been a much more flatter, just straight swap kind of thing. They didn't... More action as well, I imagine. They wouldn't have got as crazy with it. Oh. Remember that um, where he licks the daughter? Which are you imagining now? Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Both. It's just... Like, it's horrible (laughs) already, right? It is. But... Somehow they make it worse in my mind. See, I I'm <laughs> struggling to I can't not picture current day Schwarzenegger and Stallone in my head right now. I'm yeah. picturing them like doing a weird Expendables side movie where they swap faces or something. I don't know why. I'd watch the fuck out of though. In my yeah, view, like everybody would. Anybody love the Expendables movies. That. Love the Expendables movies. Really yeah. like yeah, that. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Now the other two people. So once the script was picked up. A certain man by the name of Michael Douglas became executive producer. The studio wanted it to be Michael Douglas. Is he that old guy in Ant-Man? Yeah, that's him. He's the really old guy in Ant-Man. I love that they gave him the chance, you know? It's cool that he finally got his shot in Hollywood after all these years. But the studio... I bet he had his father or something got him into the position or something. Oh, it's complete nepotism. I bet you his dad is like some really famous actor from the 30s or something the yeah so the studio paramount i think wanted the leads then to be michael douglas and harrison ford again quite it's a, it's a very different movie uh, see okay a little bit people behind the curtain like Cosy asked me to kind of think of a recasting job i'm not going to tell you what it is right now but i realize every time i try to recast it it inherently changed the movie's theme and feel yeah like, anytime you put any different action in it, suddenly changes the dynamic completely. Yeah, it's a different movie. It's not, Face Off is not the same movie if it's not Travolta and Cage in the, in the yeah. roles. It's very different. Yeah. But like, we will get to that. We, have, yeah, we will talk will. about that a bit more later in terms of casting the supposed yeah. sequel. Yeah, so Michael, Michael Douglas and Harrison Ford, obviously that did not happen. Uh, John no. Woo, they approached John Woo a bunch of times. So John Woo, uh, if anybody's not familiar with John Woo, then what the hell have you been doing with your life? John yeah. Woo is a just incredible action movie director. Not just action. Loves He's, pigeons. Loves doves. Sometimes pigeons. That's the same thing. Mostly doves. <laughs> no, pigeons are <laughs> horrible. Yeah, they're the same thing, and you know it. <laughs> John, John, John Woo, yeah, so he's he's a... Chinese-born, he be uh, started out as a director in Hong Kong, did a lot of movie, action movies over there. Uh, Hard Boiled is probably the most famous one. Um, that was kind of cross-divide cross hit. And he's... John Woo is like... If you look at action movies, particularly Western action movies, Hollywood action movies, in the 90s and in the early to mid to late to now, 2000s, a lot of the tropes and stuff that we would look at in an action movie and see like, oh yeah, we're waiting for this moment. It came from John Woo. He kind of changed 
the action genre and he did it from Hong Kong, which is crazy. It's, yeah, and I was kind of saying that even he has even has touches of like I said, oh, there's like touches of Michael Bay, but now that I'm thinking back, it's probably the other way around. It's definitely that, the other yeah. way around. Yeah, it's hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Michael yeah. Bay has touches of John Woo about the way yeah. he wants to shoot action. Yeah, in definitely in terms of the all, my, all the slow mo that Michael Bay uses and those like yeah. weird like telephoto lensed like yeah, you know those the like. 360 shots he does of the characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tele- the, Those shit. Like, because Wu loves... He loves action movies. He loves Mexican standoffs. He loves... Those. Oh, God. There's two of them in this or something. There's a bunch of them in this. He loves, like, uh, neo-noir sort of, like, elements in his movies. And he also is a bit... He used to be a big fan of... Um, and He's made a couple of uh, wuxia films, which are, like, martial arts heroes <laughs> films, you know, in terms of... Um, I apologize if, mm-hmm. if I butchered the pronunciation of that word. You know, we should do some martial arts, like, Yeah, so movies, you know, like, Crouching Tiger and, uh, like, generally set in, like, ancient, like, feudal China or Japan. Or yeah, like. yeah, they're almost mythical kind of. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. He he does a, he likes a lot of those. He's made a couple of those himself as well since he, his time in making movies for Hollywood is kind of over and he's gone back to making movies in China. But, um... yeah. John Woo, the studio, he had just done, John Woo, he moved to America in 1993, I think, um, from Hong Kong. And he made two movies in the West, two Hollywood movies. One was a movie, with a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Hard Target. Okay. Is a, that was his first, Hard Target, Jean-Claude Van Damme starring John Woo directed action movie. It was John Woo's first movie in Hollywood. Actually, and there's an actor who could probably play the crazy bit in these movies. Well, JCVD, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, oh, he can yeah. do the whole. Oh yeah, he could do it. He could definitely do it. Yeah, but that was that was John Woo's first Hollywood movie, and it was a studio film that was kind of interesting enough, considering like recent developments and studio interference in movies. The the studio wouldn't let John Woo do whatever he wanted. So <laughs> would do. Ooh. wouldn't let Wu back in Hong Kong he kind of just made his movies and that was that there was none of this studio yeah. stuff there was none of this like nobody was yeah. coming they, in and, they almost like they trusted the director yeah, to but there was nobody co- there was no nobody coming in and saying no the audience won't like this or no this is yeah. too violent or we need to get the rating down for this which is what happened with his first two movies the second of which was called Broken Arrow which also starred John Travolta yeah great yeah um so I those two movie. movies changed a lot and in Hard Target it's a JCVD movie, but it's not. There's not a lot of the John Woo stuff going on in it. Cause so the what you're saying is, cut it. what you're saying is, we want the Woo cut. We want the Woo cut of hard, yeah. of Hard Target is what we want. Yeah. Apparently, it exists and it's out there, and you can get it from hardcore John Woo fans. Have bootleg copies of John Woo's rough cut of Hard Target. I actually love that kind of stuff. I love that so underground like. Yeah. It, there's it's a, a bunch Star of Wars stuff. one like the. <laughs> The DCGI version that like, people have put together from like different clips and like yeah. the original Star Wars. I love that. Oh, it's yeah, so good. There's that. So you can you can find it if you find yourself, if there's if you head to your local John Woo fan club somewhere, you might be yeah. able to get yourself. Oh, there's loads of them, like it's about five of them in Bray. I love you might them, you be know? able to get yourself a rough <laughs> cut of hard of hard target. I almost said hard boiled, but he went hard boiled, hard target. Uh and then also you might be able to find somewhere John Woo he directed like um a pilot for Lost in Space. 
It was the Robin, oh, it was the Robins really? like the Robinsons Lost in Space. Yeah, a, now they've actually made another one they've recently. Made one now. Yeah. Netflix have made Lost Which in Space great. now, but John Woo, John Woo made and directed a pilot for Paramount probably for Lost in Space called The Robinsons Lost in Space or something. That never made it, it never got picked up. It didn't get past the pilot, but apparently you can get Again, if you know some hardcore John Woo fans, there are copies of this pilot episode out there, like bootleg editions. Uh, there must be a torrent or somewhere. Like, I mean, don't no. torrent, folks. It's very bad no, torrent. Don't ever. No, support your... Uh, I don't know why I'm saying that. Like support massive Hollywood do, people. Please do support the movie industry. It needs it right now. Um, yeah, so the studio really wanted John Woo for a while, and John Woo read the script for Face Off, and he said, no, this is not my kind of movie, because in the original script... This was set in the future. Face Off I mean, was a futuristic sci-fi movie and about 85 to 90% of the movie took place in the prison in the movie. Those things that make sense Which now. is, okay. it, once you hear that, the prison makes sense. <laughs> the the Face Off makes the sense. The Face Off makes sense. It all kind of is like, you can see, so they had to change the script and they had John yeah. Woo was like, "This doesn't suit me. I'm not. I'm not going to make a sci-fi movie. I don't want to do that. I want to make a." So they changed the setting. They made it set in 1997. So they really wanted him then. They really wanted John Woo to make this movie. Okay. Yeah. And they also, this is the first time, the studios said, "Do whatever you want." Now they had some notes, as they always do. There was a couple of things that they were like, "Maybe this should happen." I think one of the stupid ones was they wanted Archer. Archer, when he was pretending to be Troy, they wanted him to actually sleep with your one. Um, mm. Troy's ex-wife, whatever Sasha, yeah, and John Woo were, uh, were, and Nicolas Cage were like, no, that that doesn't make sense yeah. for that for Archer's character. That's not no. So it didn't no, happen. he's had, he's, so a, they, he's a paladin, like yeah. So they, like they had a couple yeah. of notes, obviously being a studio, but they basically just let him do what he do. They were just like, yeah, go ahead, John. We want yeah. you to make this. We've changed the script so you can make it. And he made it. And John Woo wa- was the one who wanted yeah. Nicolas Cage and Sean Travolta to do the movie. He was like, it's them. I mean, it's them brilliant cast. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. People will go, oh, they, just because you brought this, the crazy actress or the weird actress. And it's like, it's not that. They acted their arses off in this movie yeah they're, they're genuinely it is amazing they're both genuinely amazing in it and you you the yeah. way they travolta and cage upon after like getting the role and signing up for it they like lived together with just the two of them for two weeks before filming started so they could they love that they worked cool. they between the two of them they worked out mannerisms and ticks and like little things that each character could do that would make it easier for them to mimic each other playing each other which is just crazy <laughs> yeah because like I, because after we watched it there um i kind of went back to the movie just to look at a few scenes and i i was kind of saying that nicholas cage was having it harder to be john travolta than john travolta's being cage and i think that's fair enough to say because cage's kind of manicness is easy to get to whereas john travolta's a little bit more subtle with how he forms and acts so i can see why nicholas cage would struggle with that but there are moments where Nicolas Cage like looks at things and sort of like he like he does something with his eyes that just looks like Travolta. Like he pushes his eyes out somehow. Mm, yeah. I don't know how, but he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we said when we were watching it that in the right after the switch, yeah. Travolta Travolta definitely found it easier to switch into the, like the hypermanic. Yeah. Same like 
this, he's did great there. So I'm just sorry to disrupt you, but like we see John Travolta's character Sean after the big movie given out to his staff, and he shouts and it's like, "This is um, people have died, blah blah blah." And then there's a scene later on in the movie. It was the same staff, but this time John Travolta is playing the bad guy, and he's giving out the staff, and the voice and body language is different while he's angry. Like he plays a different kind of angry. It's not even that far apart. But it's subtly different. Yeah, it's, they're it's different. really they're impressive. Two, like. they're, they're two genuinely good performances in this movie. Yeah. I think they're not. They are. They are doing the crazy thing, but they're doing it well, and they're doing. Yeah. They're doing a lot of really quiet acting as well, which a lot of people, especially when Nicholas Cage is like trying to pretend to be crazy when he's playing Sean Archer in the prison, and he's he only starts gets into it, and it's like ah, oh, like there's a struggle. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. to oh, it's so good. Yeah, the moment the, that's the gif that I posted on Facebook. Yeah, asking for face-off opinions. That's the moment where <laughs> where Cage Cage finally is like Cage finally tries yeah. to. Or well, it's it's Sean it's John Travolta, Sean Archer as Nicholas Cage's Caster oh. Troy in the movie and it's the moment this where this is the first time I've kept the IMDB page yeah, open it's, while it's one of your movies because I need to keep in the track of the name it's the moment where <laughs> it's the moment where Archer pretending to be Troy decides he needs to actually pretend to be Caster Troy and get a little yeah. bit crazy with it it's awesome it's a great yeah. moment um, it really is yeah but they they put in the work you know they really did it John Travolta's nickname throughout filming was One Take John Really? He just just did it. He just did it. So what John Woo, um, for all of the kind of like big emotional scenes, I'd imagine like the opening scene where Archer's son Michael is killed and any of the like big heavy scenes, John Woo used to like to, he played like sad emotional music for the actors to help them like get into that mood. And John Travolta like basically was like, I don't need that shit just walked in did the scene in one take and just left so all the cast used to call him one take John <laughs> yeah um, or not the cast the crew can, like so I think a lot of people will think of this movie and think there's no subtlety involved in the acting and that kind of stuff but like I, that was one of my biggest things about Caster Troy like so we saw John Travolta's character over time Sean Archer kind of pretend to be the bad guy and like struggling with it and like kind of crossing the line a few times to appear as a bad guy. But um, Caster Troy had the same sort of experience. Like, it kind of got reversed by the end, but, you know, at first he was kind of really sleazy towards his, um, Sean Archer's daughter while he had her father's face on. (laughs) But then it was also like, she gets attacked by her boyfriend in the car, and he goes out and absolutely beats the head out of this dude. And then he like gives her advice on how to stab someone if they try to like do anything to her again. And it, it's this weird sort of like he like he was he he wants to look out for her in a way. Like it's almost like mm-hmm. it's almost like Castor Troy kind of went like, oh wait, this normal family life is not the worst thing. I can because I think there's a part of it, even at the beginning of the movie when and the kid gets shot. And he looks at it, and he he mentions the movie like he didn't mean to kill the kids. He was trying to kill Sean. And he, I know he's a psychopath, Castle Troy, but there's almost like this slightest bit of regret, that little bit of a. Uh, he's yeah. I mean, Castor Troy is clearly a psychopathically 
insane yeah. criminal mastermind of sorts. Yeah. But it's not like the movie is saying that's all he is. He yeah. is. Like, and he crosses a, the line to be a, yeah, not a good guy, but a and that's, normal um, human. That's something that John Woo also helped in a big way to bring to the action movie genre, is action movie heroes and protagonists that are, there might be big tough men but they're also have emotions and they're all they also yeah. display their emotions and they cry a little and they have yeah. things that they care about it's not they're not just the previous like schwarzenegger i'm a soldier in a jungle and i shoot things kind of action yeah. hero there there's a little bit more yeah. depth to the characters um yeah they're humans yeah they're humans yeah and there's yeah. and they and there's doves flying around <laughs> yeah humans Which, and doves we'll talk uh, perfect about, marriage we'll talk about the doves right because they're in every john woo movie more or less yeah. there's sometimes they're pigeons but they are doves and Same he thing, yeah. he's like there's a quote from john woo uh, well, well like do you why why doves why do you think doves uh religious symbolism yep that's what john woo said yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's it's a big thing in Catholicism, like the white he's, not, he's not actually a Catholic. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's in the Bible yeah, as well. He's, like, a, he was, he's a, John was Lutheran, but um, yeah, yeah he said it's uh, they're s- supposed to represent first the of Holy all. Spirit. So first of all, doves are internationally all over the world a symbol of peace, and anytime yeah. there's a dove in the movie, they're shown flowing flying away. And that's yeah, so John. Going away. Yeah, he's sim- it's right before a gunfight or something big takes place. It's yeah. it's him symbolizing peace is leaving. Yeah, yeah. It's also the fact that they're white birds is supposed to symbolize the purity of the characters' souls also yeah. fleeing in this moment that they're leaving behind at the goodness that they had in them. And then yeah. there's the dove like messenger from God symbolism yeah. that he enjoys as well. So there's reasoning to it. Uh, it's 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 quite thematic, and it's qu- it's there's you yeah. know there's actual reason why he yeah, yeah, uses yeah. doves. He does it a it's lot. It's not just oh that looks cool. Let's it's, use it. No, they, they do look cool. It's a coo- they they do, are cool. They yeah, cool shots. Yeah. I looked it up in Face Off. The runtime Face Off is about two hours, a little over two hours. There is a total of about a minute and twenty five seconds of shots that are just shots of birds and doves. Oh. In, okay. in face quite a lot in face yeah <laughs> so they're you know they're around a lot it's not just doves there's shots of pigeons and stuff at the start of face off too seagulls and seagulls yeah. and stuff like that so he likes birds mm. um but that's why the doves if anyone was wondering that's why john woo uses doves all right let's get into the the nitty-gritty the reason we're all here i got we got to it a little bit late in terms of doing face off it's something i kind of wanted to do a while ago but other we had other things that we were working on um yeah because they announced a couple of months ago that they are re they said remaking but they're making another face off at the moment so i thought as you know as everybody did when this was announced Let's recast them. Let's see who would we cast today if we were casting the new face off. Who would it be? Yeah. Now, I will preface this by saying I thought it was a reboot. I thought they were remaking face off. The the guy who's directing it has said it's a direct sequel to this face off and he his words were face off is a perfect movie and I would never remake it. Respect. Okay, so that's cool. <laughs> but forget yeah. that for a moment. We're yeah, casting yeah, yeah. face yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll pretend this this new sequel coming isn't happening. This is just us 
recasting yeah, the movie. Yeah, we'll just, just we'll just recast Face Off. So yeah, who you got? Okay, look. So like I said, uh, there's this whole thing that every time you cast a different actor in the role, the movie changes dramatically, and then how these two actors go against each other. It's like a multiply function. It changes even more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, so like I was thinking things like, you know, Christian Bale would be good as uh, the villain. You know, it, it, like again, that changes the tone a little bit. It's a little bit more darker. It's a little bit more sinister. Yeah. You know? yeah Christian Bale is Christian Bale can do crazy and weird. We've seen him do it in American Psycho, yeah. but it's not, it's not like, <laughs> it's a different kind of crazy. Mm. It's a bit creepier, uh, I think. Also, a big thing that came up in my head is that you could really cast um, two actors and swap them around. And because they are going to be swapped around. So I was thinking like, Tom Hiddleston could be a very cool, straight-laced FBI agent that kind of mm. then yeah. turns out. To, I Also, like, Let's go a bit crazy with like Andrew Scott, uh, who played uh, Moriarty in the Sherlock yeah, TV great, series. Yeah, great choice. So, yeah, yeah. so if, but if you had two, you two actors, then okay, to go so this side is, by this, side. So this is the thing, right? Because I also thought of Killian Murphy. In like, there's a few, but when it really came down to it, I, I, I wanted. A, okay, so because <laughs> right, I'm a Star Trek fan, but this movie didn't sway my opinion, and because it's a bad movie, <laughs> but it just looked right. I want someone, obviously, who's a bit warm, a nice-looking character, you know, who's a bit fun, caring. So I thought, well, someone who even looks a bit like Travolta when he was younger, Chris Pine, would play well, a really... Yeah, okay. Right. Go and on. then I went, well, I want someone who looks really different to him. And I went, Benny Cumberbatch. And Benny Cumberbatch can play threatening like bring it back to old Hollywood school where the English were the weird villains like yeah. bring that into it and I thought that would work really well and they went yeah they were also um, the villains against each other in, in uh, Star, Star Trek. Trek Into Darkness yeah. but it wasn't because of that <laughs> I just realized after do, okay, yeah. They, yeah I think they could do it I think that would work to be honest yeah, yeah and definitely. I love to see Chris Pine trying to like, do an English accent as well a little bit like maybe like instead of doing just a chip that they actually try to imitate each other at first like you know yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had I had one serious answer, and the rest of my answers are jokes. Okay. Okay. Do you which yeah. one do you which one do you want first? <laughs> yeah, look, we'll do the funny one, and then we can slide back into serious. Okay. Well, speaking of Chris Pine, I say we we jiggle up five actors and we do all Hollywood Chris's. Okay. We get Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris whoever I missed. There's another one, I think. Yeah, and they just do on a rotary do, basis. Like every ten minutes, they change yeah. faces again. They just constantly swap faces and swap characters <laughs> and go a bit crazy with it, which would be funny. Mm-hmm. Now, my other one, and this is done. This is signed, sealed, delivered. This is happening. I'm going to say this answer, and all other answers should be sent home. The director that's ma- that's making Face Off is the guy who just made Godzilla versus Kong. You want them Godzilla, Godzilla and Kong. Godzilla faces. and King Kong should swap faces. No, this is that's yeah, literally done. your worst take that's you've done. ever had. We're gone. We're gone, home, people. That's the end of the show. I'll see you next. I don't week. even. I don't even get the funny part of that. <laughs> what? what? Don't think of the story. Yeah. What's happening? Why is What's... King Kong going undercover? I assume King Kong is a good guy. He's not going undercover. They're just swapping faces. 
So it's just literally just like yeah. I just King want King Kong. Kong I want Godzilla. Kong's face on Godzilla's body, and I want Godzilla's face on Kong's body. Here's a question: Which one has the radioactive breath? I think the Zilla body, Godzilla body, still yeah. has her because it comes from his chest, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I assume so. Yeah, I don't know how Godzilla works, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone does. No, no, okay, right. I have, I have, I have some actual answers, right? Okay. No, number one, the one who that I really hope, I will probably just give up on film if it happens, but I think this definitely is what would have happened if this movie was made three or four years ago. It would be The Rock and Kevin Hart. That's who they'd cast. That's what they'd do. They would make. Yeah, they and, would give it to them yeah. and say, "Yeah, let's." I mean, they basically are. It's not important. Yeah, they basically <laughs> it's do. Negligible. It's negligible. It's negligible. It's negligible. It's negligible. We have <laughs> we have the technology. We can put splints in Kevin Hart's legs and make him six foot in time, or we can just shave shave <laughs> the rock's a, knees off. A movie of him screaming in pain because his legs are being stretched. Hundred percent. Yeah, but that's that's what they do. That's it, if this movie came out three or four years ago, it would be yeah. The Rock and Kevin Hart is who they cast in it. It was it was a made as a comedy action movie, yeah. Because yeah, which is uh, uh, which is it's not a comedy. It's not, but it's it's that's probably how Hollywood sees it now. I think yeah. a lot of people, like I was saying, watch this and think it's a bad. It's fun to watch. And it's kind of funny because it's stupid, but that's who they think I'd give it to. Two people I think could do an action, a genuinely great job, and maybe this is because the Cruella trailer was released recently, and also. The other actress has played crazy. I Emma Stone and Margot Robbie. Yeah, I think I see that. I think yeah. if you want, it's it's something Hollywood is doing in taking movies and you know recasting things as with female leads. Yeah, I think they could both do a great job. I think it's a it's again it's a very different movie. I think it, you could, but you could go either way with it. That could be actually. I think you get very close could, to the original movie. You could, yeah, it doesn't have to yeah. be a million miles away. But I think yeah. they could both do both roles very well. Yeah, I dig that. That's Two a nice choice. That would yeah. be my actual one. Now, the way I really think they should do it, honestly, honestly, I don't think they should recast it. I think they should bring back Travolta and Cage and just swap them around. No, see, here's the thing. You heard my sequel idea when we were watching the movie. Which was when they were carting off the body of Nick Cage with the face that was detached then off from John Travolta's character. Someone took the face and cryogenically froze it, or like wherever, or they put it into someone else's face for a while. And then I don't know, it's like one of his cronies back from the day who really cared about him comes back and he's. Um, John Travolta character has come out of retirement, thinking, "Oh no, he's back! How the hell?" And he's hunting down this new um, Nick Cage character. Yeah, that could be the plot. But honestly, yeah. I think because I, I, a lot of when watching this movie was, I thought that if they if the roles had been reversed, okay, so if at the start of the movie Nicholas Cage is playing Sean Archer, and yeah. then he swaps, so then it's Nicholas Cage. Play, actually playing Caster Troy, pretending to be Sean Archer. I think yeah. Cage does a better job in the movie at with that role. Okay. So honestly, you could just make remake the movie with the same plot and swap their parts. Oh, okay. 
Okay. That's it's the same movie. It's the same plot, essentially. You can update things to modern day and you can change a few things around, but have them start initially in the opposite positions and swap. Well, swap in the opposite direction, I guess, yeah. is what I'm saying. Well, you know, my other theory was that just somewhere in the movie that maybe gets up to the boat scene beforehand, another surgery was done so that Nick Cage's character actually survived and it was the yeah. other way around. Well, they put them in the same ambulance at the end of the movie. Yeah, so, exactly. There's like a swap think, around happened there. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. It's, it will be very easy for the writer to be like, yeah, oh yeah, no, no, Castor Troy is still alive. He didn't die. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? He just got a harpoon through the chest. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, John Travolta I mean, got the, shot. The movie literally starts with them yeah. saying, oh yeah, he's dead. Oh, oh he's not. Oh, no, he's just in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. So there you go. Those are our. Uh, did, unless you did you have another one? No, no. Um, I, I just I really think Chris Pine, Benedict Cumberbatch would Pine, be a really so cool. So Chris Pine, Benedict Cumberbatch, Stan's pick. My pick is Emma Stone and Margot Robbie. Yeah. Or just get Travolta and Cage back would also yeah. be great. Now those are our picks. Do let us know who you guys think would do a good job. Even I mean, if you want to take the piss with it and just give us something stupid, I'll enjoy that too. But, you know, have a think about it. Let us know in the comments who would you cast? What two actors would you pick to go against each other and swap faces in the face-off sequel, reboot, remake, whatever the hell they're doing? Yeah. Are uh, we going to give our, our Jesus moments? We're, go, our we're, Jesus. we're going right into that now. It's time for the Jesus moment. So, you're chomping at the bit. Yes. Um, okay, so it's not RJ's moment. What the hell's going on here? It's RJ's moment. Like, Jesus, oh, that was really fucking class. It's the mirror scene. It's when oh, they're yeah. on both sides of the mirror and they aim the guns at each other. And I thought, yeah, that's cool enough. They're aiming through the mirror at each other. But then I realized the reflection, they see the reflection mm, of yeah. their they see their enemy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, I know it sounds like, oh, yeah, okay, Dan, well done, you copped the fucking obvious thing, but <laughs> it's really, no, like, the thing is, you can say it's obvious, I dare anyone to have come up with that idea. That would it's, have actually taken some it's, time. It thinking. seems obvious, like, you yeah. look at it and go, oh, yeah, duh, of course, they're going to do yeah. something with mirrors, but it's, it's you know, it's it's also the way they did it, too, it's not like... Because he uses, again, it's also the Mexican standoff moment and it's the two of them pointing guns yeah. at each other and like they're back to back at the start. And they and their reflections aim the guns at each other as well. Their reflections are aiming back at each other. And they're they the see, third person. Like. They, see, they see their enemy reflected, but they're also technically shooting at themselves now because they're in the... Yeah. And it's they're... they're yeah, it's yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. That's a, it's a yeah. lovely moment. And that's the thing, the reflections are the third person. They are the... Th- the yeah. Mexican stand-up. Third they're the, the third like, and fourth. They're the fourth. No, but not even the third yeah. and fourth. Because they are. Yeah, it no, is yeah. kind of mixed between the two in the middle, like you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really like. It, it just felt. I felt stupid not realizing it straight away, and then went, "Wow, that's actually." I, th- I think I remember your realization moment yeah. when we were watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like it, right, just like after like the bullet really fired, you went, like, "Oh, that was cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know because, like, look, we've all seen movies where they just point at a gun to the person on the other side. Uh, point at a gun, sorry. Point at a wall, um, knowing that the other guys at the other side of the wall. And it, like we've seen that, and they're cool movies, but it's been done and all this. But then I realized, no, look, look at the reflection. Look what's in the reflection. 
to them and went, oh, actually, nice, really nice. But yeah, that's my RJ at the moment. Yeah. Mm, yeah, solid pick, solid pick. Yeah, I have one. I have one funny one, and then one that's more me and not necessarily the movie. The so the the, the stupid one that's kind of like, oh Jesus, is definitely the. I'm gonna take his face off, like five or six See, times in the middle they, of the movie. It's not. It's <laughs> fine. It's just like if he says it once, I'll go like, yeah. <laughs> "That's the name of the movie," and you kind of laugh at it and go, "That was nice." But they they say it like six times, just yeah. in the and one the, the scene. Killing guy comes back to him yeah, as well every just, time. Going, oh, face off! That's the thing. They just keep <laughs> saying it, and it's like it's Archer as Caster Troy, and he gets he gets loaded on some form of drug. When he's like hanging out with Caster Troy's like drug dealer friends and whatever, and he's just he just loses his mind a little bit. He's like, "I'm gonna take his face off," and everybody's yeah, looking at him like, "What? You're gonna take his face off? His face <laughs> off? You're gonna take his face off?" <laughs> they just keep repeating. It. It's, like, okay. it's like they had a quota to say "face off" in the movie, and they realized that only at the end of the movie, shit. Look, we have no scenes. Look, we'll just record one just, scene. Yeah, we'll put all of them into one. Just keep saying it, guys. It's great. It's just, it's really good. yeah. I just like it. It's just a fun. Yeah. It's a fun moment yeah, really in, a, in a very in a Nick fun, Cage in a fun movie, and it's quite Nick yeah. Cage. Yeah, the way his the way he acts it and everything is is unhinged and just really fun. Now the other one, this is <laughs> kind of on me, right? So I go the, my brain processing throughout this movie. I spent a lot of time. The two main villain brothers are yes. called Castor and Pollux Troy. Right? Right. I spent quite some time trying to figure out why they were called Castor and Pollux. Because those Honestly, are not they're not like they're names, normal. right? They're not yeah. normal names. They were definitely like there's no way they just go- John Woo just googled Famous twins and stuck on Castor and Pollux. They are, Castor and Pollux are a thing, right? They, he must have called them that for a reason. And I was trying to put all these pieces together. I was like, right, Castor and Pollux, Greek, Greek twins, Greek twins, Greek heroes, Castor and Pollux, Castor of Troy, Castor Troy, Pollux, Troy, Achilles of Troy, Achilles killed by an arrow, Sean Archer. And that's how my brain put it together. I mean, very nice. Turns very out, good. turns out it was a bit, it was a little bit more simpler. In I think it's Castor and Pollux are twins of historical, well, like yeah. Greek. They are Greek mythological twins. One of whom was yeah. um, the son of Zeus. Zeus happened to be a swan at the time. He fucked yeah. Pollux's dad. That's another story. Castor was a mortal. Pollux was a trier. The other way around, one or the other. Yeah. And then they became the constellation Gemini. Yeah. And the archer is the Sagittarius constellation that's pointing at Gemini in the sky or something, I think is why they did it. But it was mainly just because Castor and Pollux were twins and they thought it was cool. But that's my uh, my uh, my jazz moment is just realizing it really wasn't that complicated. They didn't overthink it as much as I did. <laughs> I was trying to put like and also you and then my brain was like, and Troy, Trojan horse, Trojan horse, people hiding in in something that they're oh. not things pretending to be other things and yeah. and I was like what the fuck 
<laughs> all eight matches are strong one going <laughs> funny names <laughs> yeah honestly, he might, they might, the writers might have just googled famous twins and saw Catherine Paul yeah. those are stupid google right? did they did they google they, it yeah they googled it in 1989 <laughs> yeah. but you know they just looked it up they got the encyclopedia Britannica out then <laughs> looked up <laughs> whatever people did um, in 1989 oh let's take out the section of tea <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and here's my question, folks: uh, Is the brother more like Elton John looking, or more like John Lennon looking? Yeah. Because I see like young we Elton John vibes from this guy. I I thought I saw young John. I saw John Lennon more than Elton John. But there's a yeah. a hint of both. In interesting enough, another fun fact about him: John Woo wanted Mark Wahlberg to play that part. Oh. And Mark Wahlberg turned it down. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good shout. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You, you can see Mark Wahlberg at the time was probably like, I'm too big to play a fucking side yeah. character. Like, I'll, I I want to play Castor, not Pollux. Yeah, and he would have been terrible. Um, oh, he would have been awful. <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah. a good actor. <laughs> yeah, he's not. I, I'm not a good person. Uh, anyway. No, yeah, um, <laughs> but he would have stopped 9-11. He, uh, yeah, let's not go down that road. Um, yeah. Okay, I guess we're going on. There to you go. Our... Yeah, those are our Jesus moments. Time yeah. now for our final thoughts on Face Off. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. To me, when it comes to Face Off, it's honestly it's hard to think of a more perfectly insane yet beautifully poetic action movie yeah. than this. It's genuinely, it's honestly incredible in, in parts. A lot of it is so good that it's it's honestly a shame that some people probably think it's a it's a bad movie. It's not a bad yeah. movie at all. It's a really good not movie. It's a really good movie. Really well. I mean, the only thing that is a bit cheesy, I guess, is search. You're a bit like, really? In, not, in the 1990s, that's a bit weird. But yeah, like, like it's, 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 that's the thing. It's nuts. It's not trying yeah. to be grounded but the thing is right. or anything. It's. I hate to bring up Neil deGrasse Tyson because I know how much you love him. Um, but Neil deGrasse Tyson has this thing that people give out to him for um, judging sci-fi movies. But he says, look, I don't mind if the world explains it's doing this consistently and this is the rules of this world, he's perfectly fine with it then. And this movie just said, look, we have the science here. They even explain a lot of it, like how they could, how the face works. Because every time I was like, that doesn't make sense. They went, ah, but this part, that's why it makes sense. They, they explained themselves. And that's good enough for me. Like, I'm not trying to look at, fuck, this is not a documentary. This is no, and it's not, it's not trying to be grounded in reality either. It's not yeah. like they're saying this is how things actually happen in the FBI. Yeah. Like, it, there's yeah. none of that going on. It's like, you know, yeah. even the like the, even the FBI itself, how it functions in this movie is not accurate at all. There's None of it is yeah. really accurate. Even the LAPD yeah. are not accurate yeah. for Look, 1987 folks, it's just cinema sins will probably got into the 200 errors for this movie oh that makes this movie good i'm i must check actually i'd say the cinema sins their title was probably face off in way too many minutes or something they probably yeah. couldn't limit themselves because they yeah. had a field day with this nitpicking shite yeah but it's good yeah i love it i think it's a really good movie i'm yeah. i'm really glad that we got to do john woo at least once on the podcast yeah 
I think he did. I think he deserves any accolades that he gets. He deserves to be on our podcast. Yes, which is an accolade. <laughs> He's had plenty of others. There's a. There's a. He's just at home finally going. Yeah, finally. There's a professional. Finally. Well, it, the, his biggest achievements are probably us talking about him on this podcast, or there's a professional wrestler in Japan called Suwa, who his finishing move is a drop kick that he calls the John Woo. Oh. To, like do doves fly out of his pants or something? He he does like a drop kick, and whoever he hits like ha- like theatrically flies backwards the same way that characters do when yeah. they get shot in John Woo movies. So he calls it the John. Oh, Woo. I love that. That's that's great. <laughs> Actually, here's the thing: I want to like get into watching like professional um like Japanese wrestling because it seems like a lot of crack over there. Like yeah, it fun. does. Yeah, I I just it's one of those things where I I have no idea where to start. Even I don't even know how I'd watch yeah. it. Like it's um. Yeah. But I know I there's some people not that I know people but there people I follow on Twitter I and stuff like that yeah. would be into wrestling and Japanese yeah. wrestling and stuff. WrestleMania yeah. was on last night, I think. Was it? Wow, that yeah. went under the fucking uh, radar, didn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't Usually realize. Usually I hear about it at least. <laughs> I think once the Undertaker lost his WrestleMania record, I kind of put it all to bed. <laughs> Just like Did you watch the Undertaker interview on Hot once? No, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it's such a treat. Yet. I've seen Stone Cold. Yeah. Oh, I've seen but like, because like the Undertaker, he just, because he, now he can finally take the veneer off. He's not yeah, anymore. Yeah. They all Undertaker. are now, yeah. Yeah. He can, he just is open about it. He just seems like a really nice guy. He, he goes through hmm. all the wrestling things. Really? Like, I recommend anyone who's a wrestling fan, worth watching that interview. Hot Ones is always Hot Ones anyway, is a good so. interview in general, yeah. yeah. But they all, they're all, because Stone Cold has a podcast as well now. Yeah. That's actually very good. And it's all him. He gets on all the old you guys. know, all the big guys that you know, that would have been the superstars of when we were kids. Like the big show yeah, and yeah. The Undertaker. Fucking and the big show. All those guys. He gets them on, but they're not in character anymore. It's just them talking yeah. and they go kind of behind the scenes and talk about how how say like Stone Cold versus The Undertaker at SummerSlam two thousand and yeah. whatever. So the two of them talk about how they put together the show and how they how the storylines were coming together and how Vince McMahon wanted them to it's really good it's really interesting he puts a lot of them on YouTube and stuff so you can watch clips and stuff it's it's cool good show pretty awesome yeah Yeah. anyway enough about wrestling what are we doing next week (laughs) um we are, and I'm probably going to get the name wrong, uh, a friend of yours recommended, or someone re- you know yeah, recommended. Yeah, I, got, I had a recommendation. This came in from uh, Richie, a friend of mine that I went to college with, wanted us to do mm. this movie. So we Who said, said cool, uh, yeah. Face Off is a bad movie um, in the comments on one of our posts. So I, I don't know if we can uh, trust him. Can we trust his opinion? We'll find out next week, because we're doing... We're- you go for it. <laughs> it's called Darkman. I'll say it in case Darren Dark gets Man. it wrong. It's I was going to say Dead Man. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's called Dark Man. It's a 1990 Sam Raimi sort of superhero movie First starring superhero movie. Star, starring Liam Neeson. Um, and neither of us have seen it, so it should no, be fun. No, I've never heard of it even. Um, so yeah, I've heard of it. It's one of those things, I think it had multiple direct-to-VHS sequels and stuff as well. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It's that kind of thing. It could, it should be a good time, I think. So we're looking yeah. forward to that. That'll, that's next week's episode. Um, listener for some background guest. stuff, if people want to add something in the comments, uh, we're kind of going to tackle um, video games based on movies. Um, and there's a slew of them. Uh, you know, we were talking about doing the King Kong one, Hercules, but we'd love if people have any recommendation of games that they enjoyed or 
tragically hated. Yeah, and, and this is, yeah. we're talking video games based on movies, not the other way around. Yeah. Because we, we're going to be playing them. and Yeah. So we'll probably play it for a month and then we'll do like the episode at the end of the month um, on actually the movie and the game in comparison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're not, I, I'm we're really not, looking like, forward to it. Yeah, we're not talking like Tomb Raider here. Like we're talking yeah. the other way around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Movies like um, the Avatar games, and just Assassin's Creed, not that. No, we're not doing well, that. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, movies based on video yeah. games. It's the other way around. Video yeah, games. You, you remember, like in the late two, early two thousands and late nineties, every single movie got a video game release as well. Especially when it was kids based. So Shrek got loads from. All the Marvel movies got them as well. Like, but something there, you know. But yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah, there's there's plenty of them. So send in your choices. We have a few picks that we're we're thinking of. But as always, we'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you very much for listening once again. We do appreciate the listens. Don't forget, you can find us. You can listen to us anywhere now at this stage. We're YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google Podcasts, all sometimes that. Sometimes we shit. get emails saying, "Hey, yeah, your podcast is on this." About oh, is it? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> we we interesting big news for the podcast. We got an email oh. last week, the week before, to say we were number forty nine in Ireland for podcasts in the film review category. So, I mean, I'm actually like I know it sounds like city, but that, that's really cool. Like, I'm oh, really, really cool. happy to hear yeah, that. It's, it's it's big yeah. for us. So, thank you to everyone who's listened, who's checked yeah. us out. And we will see you guys in the next one. Love you. Bye. Also, yeah, just as a side note to end on, face touching real weird. Didn't like it. Yeah, no, uh, it's a family tradition. Oh, weird yeah, family no, tradition. Not doing that. No, no, no. no COVID times. Can't no. do it. Bye.